0: Welcome to the Jam Session podcast. Our guest today in the newsroom has been Billy Rader, who um, is a city commissioner. But I think first and foremost, maybe he might agree that he's he's a musician and a performer.
1: I have to say, my passion is music. It always has been, Tony. And thank you for having me. You know, I, I do enjoy being a public servant. That's a kind of a different phase in my life that I've been blessed to uh, been doing since two thousand seven and. And uh, it is, I've learned a lot, I've, It's you know, and my music, I've been able to use it uh, along with it and meet a lot lot of people, you know. Music brings therapy and happiness. Oh, yeah. It really does. Well, take us
0: back. You did a little bit in the show that you just put on, but take us back to when you first picked up an instrument and when you decided you were going to learn Boy, to play. You know, uh, You've know, you had it in your family, though. It's, it's yeah, like in your blood.
1: We've always had it in our family, and uh, I look at old pictures that Mother has, you know, and... Uh, there's photos of me playing the guitar at the age of five and actually playing a, a like a d chord and a thumb g chord you know so <laughs> i wasn't just banging it you know uh it was a full-size guitar but it's a, it's it's bigger the, than you were yeah it was yeah it was my dad's and i think the cool thing was it was always leaning against the wall in the living room and uh which it was a visual thing and i, and I of course my dad played you know and he'd sit down on the couch and and without cable TV and all the distractions of the Internet, you know, he'd sit down and just play at night and sing a little. And, yeah. and I was just drawn to that. And I have other relatives that performed and uh, play music. So it, it, And I do think there's something to be said for it. it's in the genes. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. Uh, you can perfect that. Obviously, you improve your, your, talent, your level of talent as time goes by. But it, for me, it came pretty natural with my ear. And uh, your ear is a very important part of any type of music. You got to hear it. Yeah, yeah. So it was. You know, I started as a kid. I started as a kid. uh, You know, and uh, uh, my dad. uh, He he would. uh, He had a a vacuum cleaner and appliance store of all things. And uh, he 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 would teach some of the neighborhood kids of his clients, vacuum cleaner people that he sold sweepers to or serviced them neighborhood kids wanted to learn how to play guitar and you know five or six little 12 year old boys and and so i'd tag along with him and and uh watch him teach you know and i thought that's pretty neat and i you learn from watching other people you know and i might have been 10 years old at the time and and so uh as i got a little in, into my high school years uh, uh and after high school i started teaching guitar lessons and mm. uh I, what a great thing 37 years of teaching guitar lessons violin lessons fiddle lessons mandolin and all that stuff and and uh it's really good when you see one of your students be successful yeah get up and play and i've got really one good success story i've got to share i taught a boy how to play uh how to play mandolin and uh i said you know as talented as you are you need to learn banjo and this was probably oh gosh 10 i don't know 10 years ago no longer than that goodness gracious probably 15 years ago and uh, and this young man, he was uh, 11 years old, this young boy, and his daddy would bring him to lessons. And uh, he learned the banjo, and he got really good. In fact, he got, he got, he, you know, I couldn't teach him anymore. He, mm-hmm. he learned everything he could learn from me. And uh, next thing I know, his dad entered him in a, the state of Florida under-12 banjo championship contest somewhere down in central Florida or wherever they do it, and he took first prize. And the young man's name is Jacob Sowell, S-O-W-E, i think it's no rowell r-o-w-e-l-l get that confused jacob rowell and i believe he lives over in washington county but he's a it's cool when you see a success story like that yeah
0: well you uh brought up the fact that you first came to uh this area in 1978 when uh you guys moved here to open up the ocean opry
1: yep we actually had vacationed here prior to that uh when i was like 14 15 years old and and uh like the old saying, you get some sand in your toes, and, and you'll <laughs> right. be back, you know. And here we were living clear—I mean, across half, halfway across the United States—in Wichita, Kansas, which is a great, great city, a great community. But there's no beach. There's no beach. No, just wheat fields, <laughs> just wheat fields, <laughs> wheat fields, and a lot of dust, dust. Uh, but I wouldn't trade anything for my childhood, growing up around horses and uh, kind of on a farm-type environment, you know, and being able to play baseball and uh, and all that stuff, and the league. Football, and basketball, being involved with our church—it was just a great childhood, a great mm-hmm. time for children. I think it was the '60s. I really do. I think it was—it was a cool thing, looking in hindsight. You mm-hmm. know, uh, it was a time when we we weren't distracted with that internet, right? You know, and our phones, things like that. Go out and play. We went out and played. Yeah. You know, and so well you mentioned so uh, our dream was to move and well, to build a theater. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, that, go ahead. No, that was that was our vision. Yeah. And that we chose uh, continued for for how many years that was. Well, we we uh, moved here in seventy eight, and we had a great run. And uh, some
0: of the big names in oh, country music came through. Yeah, we, and rock music.
1: That's right. Uh, we even booked the Atlanta Rhythm Section. Uh-huh. I remember that. Uh, uh, my my dad uh, he like he was a great salesman, and he learned how to get along with the Nashville booking agents, and, and the you know, and he would. Uh, Uh, call and we we'd we'd book a lot of acts i mean uh, you know uh so many come to mind what uh uh, marty robbins was one of the first big artists we ever booked and we booked uh uh, miss loretta lynn uh kitty wells uh uh gosh uh george jones merle haggard uh the oakridge boys several times we booked them and colin ray just so many john Connolly, uh uh the Osborne Brothers and a lot of gospel groups like the Cathedral Quartet uh, and Blackwood Brothers and things like that. Even Mickey Rooney. Now, that was <laughs> No, I didn't know that. We did. We uh, Not say we, my father, you know, but I was part of it. And uh, that was an experience booking Mickey Rooney, yeah. It, it really was. It was a neat show. It was a neat show, different. Well, for, for all the times you've played
0: on stage mm-hmm. uh, and all the times that you've picked up different instruments, you, you've mentioned – the fiddle, the guitar, the mandolin, uh, the banjo. When you were playing earlier, you said that the fiddle kind of was like a mystical thing for you. It
1: was just, it, it, is. it had it had magic in it. it yeah, and at the older I get, I'm drawn more to that. I, I'm, in fact, I play it at our church in the church band. Uh, you know they've got enough guitar players. They don't need me playing guitar. <laughs> Although I do love guitar. That's you know it's my number one thing. You know probably my first passion. But but uh, but the older I get, I'm more enchanted with the fiddling, the fiddling and the violin. Same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I just I just it's all in the tone and and getting that nice fingering, the perfect intonation, and the vibrato, and and it's uh, it it is enchanting to me. It is. It really is. If you do it right.
0: The other thing I want to talk to you about, um, when we brought up the idea of, of the talent running through the family, yeah. now talent talent's one thing. A good ear's one thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of hard work. It is. It's a lot of practice, hours and hours and days and days and years and talented. years. Yeah. But your family really does have uh, a lot of talented people in it, and I know you've been a, a leader and a teacher a number of them well uh, what is it like to you you mentioned a little bit of it when you were talking about your the, the young man who became so good at the, oh, yeah, the banjo yeah, yeah, but what is it like to to be a teacher uh even inside your family what is how does that go
1: you know it's uh it's difficult to teach one of your kids to play an yeah. instrument at least for me because it, and it's just it was different you know so uh the formal lessons thing really never worked with me and my kids but <laughs> but we'd sit down and just play you know and i you know nonchalantly we didn't have a structured tuesday at four thirty in the afternoon deal you know and uh and then when they reached a certain age you know they began to just pick it up and go but but I'd, i showed them the basic chords and mm-hmm. on the guitar and and uh, and our daughter Ashley, she she started playing the piano at age four and learned to read and play so well. And classical music is a big thing with her, and uh, and she likes indie, what they call indie rock, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then she, you know, uh, and a lot of Christian music, she's into that. And and uh, I'm real proud of her. Uh, different genres, you know. But I, my son's turned out to be a great guitar player, Sean. He's yeah. really I watch him play, and he does finger style playing at times, and not the same type of fingering I do. You know, he just self taught with that. And then my nephews Brent and Danny, you know, didn't have to show them very much at all. You know, but they they'll tell you they stood on the side and watched and learned from the wings. You know, mm-hmm. uh, from all of us, my brother included, and and from the acts that we'd book. Just being around it, just being around it. Uh, I can recall uh, as a ten year old kid sitting in an auditorium uh with my brother and my dad uh, in wichita at a big auditorium and uh, maybe someone like johnny cash or tex Ritter or little jimmy dickens ernest Tubb, the old country stars were on the show and it was not uncommon to have four or five big acts on a show like that and they traveled they would and, all tour together yeah it was a grand old opry package tour yeah but I can remember sitting in the audience, and the, the curtain was, you know, pulled. You couldn't see, and one spotlight shining. And all of a sudden, about fifteen minutes before the curtains would open, you'd hear some guy pick up his, uh, he'd pick up his uh, uh, fiddle or his his uh, electric guitar, and he would hit a few notes, and it just wow! It just was like, oh, did you hear that, Dennis? Did you hear that? You know, we start getting excited, and the pedal steel player would. Pedal steel guitar is a phenomenal instrument. It's like flying an airplane <laughs> to play one of those. So I, we, I don't know what it's just. We loved it. Mm-hmm. We just loved it, you know. And then Dad would take us backstage, uh, and we got to meet so many artists as, as kids. And uh, Tex Ritter, mm-hmm. what a cool thing, because his son is John Ritter, John Ritter on Three's Company. Right. You know, uh, what a great thing to meet Tex Ritter and. Uh, we sat down and watched a little black-and-white TV with him one night, a Wichita State basketball game with rabbit ears. He loved basketball, college basketball. And he was in a lot of movies. And uh, Ernest Tubb, uh, and we got to meet Johnny Cash and, uh, several times. And we brought Johnny Cash to Panama City. I'd like to say that. Uh, he I don't think there's ever been, other than maybe Elvis, that in my, in my lifetime, uh, that – I seen a guy that I could see a person walk on a stage and have that kind of charisma. Yeah, yeah. And I never, you know, met Elvis, nothing like that, but got to meet Johnny. And uh, when he walked in that dressing room, you could just feel something about him. There was an air. You could just feel it, you know. And uh, So much presence. Oh, man, yeah. He said, hey, how y'all doing today? <laughs> oh, I'm Johnny Cash, you know. The way he would do it, you know. He just He just, he was bigger than life. Yeah. Just bigger than life, you know. So... I didn't mean to get off on that, but but uh, I'm really proud of all that you talk about the young people, how they've gone on, mm-hmm. and and they've also got great people skills, and that's what it takes in uh, the music business, and when you say music business, it's not just music, there is a business attached to it, and that's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, you know? Yeah. Some people are just content playing on their front porch, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's great, you know? and some people just it's therapy for them it's fun for them uh, but when when you want to make a career out of it you so there's a business route and my nephews have learned that route you know so i'm real proud of them guys up in nashville
0: very good you yeah. you mentioned therapy yeah. uh you said your therapy time now is playing out at sisters <laughs> with the sea
1: it is when the music starts i could forget all my problems you all the stress the 30 emails i had to read through this morning you know uh-huh. You know, with the city and all that, tell us, uh, tell the listeners what uh, time to find you there. At okay. Sisters by the Sea. Well, currently we my hours of playing are six p.m. to eight p.m. Uh, at Sisters at the Sea Restaurant, six to eight on th- Tuesdays and Thursday nights. Tuesdays and Thursday nights, and the hours might increase or change in the summer. We'll see how how they do that. Might me. even find a mermaid there. They they do have a mermaid. Yeah, yeah. It's a neat place to come to. A swimming pool there, and and the food's great. And uh, also this summer I'll be performing at the shores of Panama uh, doing an afternoon poolside gig on Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday afternoons from 4.30 to 7. So that's a first for me, Okay. Uh, you know, doing an outdoor poolside gig. Looking forward to that, and it's a whole different environment, different world, you know. Yeah. So I do everything from Jimmy Buffett to James Taylor to when you're in that environment, you know, to Zac Brown and all those kind of songs. and. They want they want to hear the fun songs, sure. even Mustang Sally and Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> You've Got to do those. Excellent. <laughs> it's well, fun. I appreciate you coming by today and
0: and playing for us and thank hanging you. out here for the podcast. And uh, hopefully we'll get you back uh, later this year. You talked about bringing some people with you. I think that'd be fun.
1: I'd love to do that. And I want to tell you, thank you, thank you to you and Christy for for as I said earlier for uh, bringing exposure to our local music uh, scene here in. Panama City Bay County, oh, it's our pleasure, Northwest Florida because there's an abundance of talent and it seems to be growing and growing and I respect all of the I respect all the musicians. don't matter what type of music you like. I heard it said once, and it's true there's only two kinds of music, good music and bad music. <laughs> and I, I like it all, you know heck, I, I love old time rock and roll and I like some of the new rock and roll and Eric Clapton, everything just mm-hmm. you know put it all into one. I just love that stuff. So thanks for what you're doing for our community with the arts. You've always been involved heavily in the arts, Tony, and this is just you're, you're growing. So thank you. Well,
0: you're welcome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for the jam session for this week. Right. Uh, next week, we're going to have members of the Bay High School Jazz Band playing for you.